0: rise up welcome to rise up radar where we keep the falcons on your radar thank you for joining me stan parker for another episode let's have a ball and show. joining me tonight is zach mccain um just another awesome guest on the rise up radar podcast zach how are you doing mr Payne mccain how are you
1: I'm doing good standing, man. Just glad to be here.
0: Oh man, I'm glad you're on. Uh we've had uh just an explosion of 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 podcasts and guests this week and it's just made my heart happy. Um I did a podcast earlier with Carol and uh my wife and it's it was it was really fun. So uh I we might <laughs> she's gonna stay in my ear to uh to to keep going, which I thought it was, it was really awesome and it was super fun. But I'm glad, glad you're on tonight. Well, as well. I'm excited, yeah, um, yeah. What's the
1: show? And um, I'm actually looking forward to to listening to that. Um, you know, I think I think it's gonna be real good.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, so, so I've chronicled a lot about. There's actually are some pretty good positive things that are happening with the Falcons. Uh, coming up against the Bears and um and so I think that the Bears can be beaten by the Falcons I think that the Falcons um can beat them and I was just going to get your take a little bit on the upcoming game between the Falcons and the Bears what are you looking what are your keys to the to the game what do you look to get out of uh the Bears game
1: Yeah, um, really just, you know, off the top, you know, the offense just, uh, you know, keep rolling. Uh, The offense has looked, you know, really good, honestly, the first couple of games. I think that's the the, the first key is that they just got to keep that going against, you know, a a fairly stingy uh, defense, especially up front with with Chicago um, on the line. Um, I'm interested to see if we can get a little bit more. Uh, explosiveness out of the the run game. I mean, the passing game has looked great. I mean, we've had several guys step up. I mean, uh, just doing a great job spreading the ball around. But I'd love to see, um, you know, Todd Gurley, uh, a few more expo- explosive plays. I mean, we know uh, the potential that he has there. Uh, so that would be, um, you know, nice to see. And I'm, I'm looking forward to, um, you know, seeing if he can get rolling. Um, and then, you know, just defensively, just – you know, playing you know, playing a full game. Uh it's been playing you know, <laughs> better. Playing playing <laughs> playing better. Uh and just, you know, playing playing a full game. I mean, really if you look at ba- even back at week one, I mean, uh the even just the first quarter of that, that uh first game against Seattle, I mean the defense there, especially from the from the uh the defensive line and just um you know guys getting some push there um and so it was good to see but it, we there hasn't been a game and so I think that's going to be the key I mean uh, Chicago has not they're spectacular the first uh you know week against New New York and I think then the first week they had to come from behind to come back and beat uh, Detroit so. Um, they're definitely beatable. There, there's no doubt about that. So yeah. um, I think just offense stay rolling, stay clicking, get the run game going a bit more, and then just this this defense uh, trying to get a complete game out of them. That would be my keys to it.
0: Yeah, too going back for that that that, that Todd Gurley take of uh, getting more explosive plays. He's looking hmm. a little old, um, in my opinion, but. If he has a clean, just a clean lane, that'll help his his causes out. But what I've been disappointed with him the most about, and I know I just asked you for positive <laughs> things, but uh, I, I have a tendency to do that. But um, what I've been disappointed, mainly it's not his fault that Matt Ryan doesn't throw to him in the flat. Like, I don't know if that's a, I just don't see him. They put him on the weak side or the back side or – you know, or whatever it is, the, the scheme is played up or, you know, either they don't call the right place where Matt Ryan's eyes are downfield, but they have yet to hit him in the flat and just kind of get him in space and let him pick up yards. So I've looked like a key to the game as well for that is to get him going, get that matchup, get that matchup ex, ex, uh, you know, uh, the matchup that you want, like a favorable matchup on a linebacker, even though they got rope on, which which uh, go dogs. Um, but even Roquan, actually, I think he is—he plays a lot of Will or uh, no Mike, which is middle linebacker. So sometimes you could get a favorable matchup. So uh, you know, it would be a good matchup to get Ty Gurley on a linebacker. I, yeah, saying. so I agree, uh,
1: and 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 I I've yeah. wondered the same thing. Um, I think I caught myself, you know, this this last week um, against the Cowboys. You know, just during the replays where it, it seemed like Gurley was wide open on a couple of opportunities, and and again, it, it's it's hard to determine whether or not it's it's just you know he's maybe he's like that fifth option, and 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 maybe Matt Ryan has just has not made it through that progression to get to him right. or, or, or or what it is. But no, I agree. I mean, I think that if you look back, whether it be back back in college or or obviously his. His glory days with the Rams. I mean, Todd Gurley was explosive out of the backfield, not only, you know, just toting it, running it, but yeah, I mean, catching it, getting him in space. And um, I think that that would be uh, huge uh, to do that. And uh, and I hope that, uh, again, those opportunities will come um, because I feel like that's where he historically has been his best when you can get him in space. And um you know, and so yeah, I think the just getting the the lanes opened up a little bit more obviously can can create opportunities like that. But I think also just um, opening it up a bit more by allowing him to you know catch the ball a little bit too, I think that that would be uh, I think that would be nice too.
0: And I think there hasn't been enough literature, enough ink spilled on the offensive line this week as much as it should have been. I know we had a debacle last week and there's a lot of uh a lot of airwaves and a lot of ink um typed about that just mishap of the onside kick and all that stuff but um the offensive line played solid. The offensive line last week played solid, or uh against the Seahawks played solid. And I looked at the to for the offensive line to meet this challenge of Khalil Mack and that defensive tackle they have that leads leads their mm-hmm. team in sacks. They got two uh, Dixon is We're talking about Robert Quinn. Crusher,
1: is that who Lee. you're talking about?
0: Robert, uh, Robert yeah. Quinn is the other edge. So protect the edges. So, you know, the tackles are going to play. So Jake Matthews is going to play a good game. He sat out, but I think he'll play. And I think – I'm pretty sure Caleb McGarrity, although they haven't ruled him out yet, but I think uh, Matt Gono might start for McGarrity. Uh, who knows? But anyway, I don't care who plays right tackle. They just better, you know, be look alive over there because – they're gonna be staring across the way to Khalil Mack. So uh, this will definitely be their reading.
1: toughest test so far. But I, I agree with you. I think that they've, uh, I think they played really well. I mean, um, as far as you know, again, right? run blocking, uh, pass protect. Um, you know, even even with uh, McGarry going down last week, I, I felt like um, you know they they they've they've seemed to gel pretty. Pretty well together thus far, and so. But uh, again, yeah, this this week, well, I think uh, in regards to just uh, pass rush will be their toughest test. So we'll see.
0: For sure. Um, what was I gonna say, oh, I, I think they're. If we're gonna pick between the two, which is, I mean, obviously backed up by stats, but it feels like whenever they do like run block. I feel like it's not as clean as it needs to be. Like it's always, they don't get enough push up front. Maybe they just run a different scheme or what, but like, it's never seems to, you know, like right there, you need a couple yards. There's no explosion off the ball, but I look to see everybody kind of grow a little bit more together as a unit, have a better game. So that'd be
1: absolutely yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, so what, so, uh, you probably listened to a lot. Uh, about the, the Cowboys game and read a bunch about the Cowboys game. What surprised you uh, the most about the Cowboys game? Maybe in a positive light, maybe in a negative light, but you know, whatever. It's like, what, what, what's what's what, what surprised uh, you the most um, about uh, that game? I think
1: it was just early on, just the, um, the ability to stop Zeke Elliott. And, and I mean, and, and of course you could say Dak Prescott as well. Um I was, I was surprised because, Uh, Those two guys, uh, obviously, in the past have been been lethal. And just the you know, the the way we were causing turnovers, I mean, um, was was pretty kind of eye opening. Um, And it was, you know, again, exciting and encouraging to see. Um, And so, again, that's just that that's what we you see that potential there. And again, that's the that's the positive part of it. It's just, you know, um, we just uh, I just want to see a complete game because, uh, again, they've got the pieces there. Uh, they've got the hunger there. Uh, and the ability It's just you've got to put it together for four quarters and, uh, you know, not just one or two quarters. And because, like I said, the, those guys, that they've, the defense has showed some flashes, uh, especially up front. And um, so that would be the what probably surprised me the most was just how they were able to, for the most part, shut down uh, that Cowboys offense um, the, during that, especially during that first half.
0: All right, for sure, for sure. All right, so I want to move on to just kind of the elephant in the room, and I just want to get your take, and I'm gonna let you just have the airwaves because I've I, <laughs> I've uh, used a lot of breath on this subject this week, and uh, rightfully so. It's very uh, dear and dear to all of our hearts. But what's going on with Dan Quinn, man? Tell me, tell me what your thoughts are on Dan Quinn, uh, his job security. And uh, what you what do you see happening? Yeah,
1: I mean, uh, clearly it's it's kind of you know you've sort of seen this this whole thing before uh, with him just just mishaps. Uh, I mean, he's kind of uh, he's had just little things happen you know throughout his career uh, in the what six years he's been the coach now. Um, I mean, going forward now, I think it's you know that that seat is really hot. I, I think at this point, and um, I think that. You know these next these next couple of games, I think are going to uh, dictate his future, um, at least his immediate future here, and so we'll see. Uh, but no, I think that that seat is definitely hot. I think you know, in regards to just this week with him and Arthur Blank, kind of, you know, not necessarily seeing eye to eye on the whole onside kick, you know, preparation, whatever you want to say. I mean, that's right. that's that's kind of the first sign that. Things are kind of obviously pretty shaky at this point, and um, you know I, I don't. You, you never. Uh, you're obviously never wishing, um, you know, anything negative just to you know get a to get a coach out of there. But um, because I, I really I, I don't. I, it's, it's hard for me to say because again I, I'm, I'm rooting for. I'm rooting for the Falcons, but I don't know, you know, honestly just right now, I don't know if he's uh, you know, a, a Super Bowl, you know, winning, you know, caliber coach. Um and so it's it, it's such Calibre. a it's it's so oh, right. like I said, it's such a it's such a unique situation to be in. But but bottom line, I'm 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 rooting for these guys. I'm rooting for him. You know, I want him to be successful because if he's successful, the Falcons are successful and then we're, and we're happy, you know. Right. And, um so right. that's that's what I would you yeah. know say about that
0: okay all right so all right uh we talked about this earlier a little bit offline that if you can get through the first quarter of the season if we can get there one and three if we could get so like see obviously we've got two losses on the schedule if we can get Chicago we could beat them so that's one and two you go to Green Bay this is a very tough matchup you got Green Bay um, on the road, in Lambeau, Monday Night Football, the entire world's watching. But then after that, man, listen, the next four games of the season are, like, doable. You know what I'm saying? Like, so, like, you got if you look at it in quarters of the season, so you've got, you know, first quarter, Seattle, Dallas, Chicago, Green Bay. So if you come out of that, one and three. You know, that sucks a little bit, but we'll take, now we'll take it, but, like, We would like to have one and three. We would like to be two and two at that point, but that Green Bay game is, Mm -hmm. you know, going to be tough. So, but the next one is Carolina, Minnesota, Detroit, and Carolina. Mm -hmm. Those are the next four sets. That's the next, I mean, so, and then those are just alternating, looks like, yeah, just alternating home away, home away. So home against Carolina, away against Minnesota, home against Detroit, and away at Carolina. So that's four. those are four Absolutely. winnable games, bro. So from so we go from one and one and three to you know if we could get three out of the next one, you know that we're sitting at four and four and ready to rock. Yeah, roll. no,
1: I agree. I agree because I mean those those so, yeah after after uh, Green Bay, I mean I think that of course it's Carolina twice. I believe the Lions and the Vikings are both zero and two. And if I'm not mistaken, I don't have a. I know we played Denver at some point. I don't know when it is. But I think it's some I'll, yeah, I, I think uh, and yeah, and I think right they're open too as well. And I believe that's a home game. And so I mean even when you when you you know, we don't have to it we don't it. have to play the you know, we don't have to play the Saints until I think like maybe Thanksgiving week. I mean and I think and I again I'm and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I think that I think that yeah, um that after Denver, I think that's the I mean again, there's a that's I think correct. if you're looking week at a best case scenario you're five and three going into the bye week. Realistically, very realistically, you're four and four. But man, I tell you, I feel like if you're, if if the Atlanta Falcons are under under five hundred going into that bye week, it's it's. I don't think that's a that's a good that's not a good thing for Dan Quinn. If just kind of going back to that whole deal, but no, from an optimism standpoint. Um, you know, yeah, there's a lot of yeah, man, there's a lot of optimism there in, in regards to the schedule other, uh, you know, outside of that Green Bay game. I mean, so yeah, I mean we don't you know, from a panic it's obviously it's easy to panic being 0 to and especially being after especially yeah. after the debacle. Mm-hmm. But again, you know, um it's not like they're they're playing against the you know, the division leaders, you know, the next few weeks. So um yeah, we'll you know, we'll see. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I, so and just a uh, funny little like tidbit of like something that happened uh, like right after the Dallas game that Mercedes Benz came out with a statement and it said, hey, we're going to let it let in X amount of player or uh, X amount of fans into the stadium, you know, next month. And so it kind of was like they were going to ru- I don't know if it was like 20 percent capacity or something. It was, you know, 10,000 people or 5,000 people. It was like. <laughs> Oh, we're gonna let five thousand people into like after the most embarrassing loss since you know what that they're gonna announce that hey, we're gonna let five thousand people into the stands. You know, hey, you know, I was like, oh my gosh. But the more, I, you know, there's jokes to being made right there, but like on a real note. Oh if you go to
1: one of um games. not you know not right now. Um, and, and I'm not even gonna say. I mean, if you if you want to talk it just purely from the standpoint of. Just the way the Falcons are playing right now, it's not even that. It's just, but I mean, you know, with with and it'll be interesting with an in, with an indoor facility with and how and how and how you're going to have to be yeah. uh, uh-huh. spread out. But um, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't think I would go to no. To answer your question, I don't think I would go to one right now. Like if you had, if you told me that I could go to the game Sunday, oh, yeah. I don't think I would be going. I don't, I don't think I would go to it right now.
0: <laughs> I wouldn't either. I wouldn't pay money to go, but you know, that's, that's terrible. Yeah. Like, I just thought it was the timing, the timing of right? Yeah, it, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I saw that too. Up. I can't yeah. remember
1: exactly what the number is, but it's yeah. not, you know, it's, it, 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 it's not very many. It, it'll probably it be similar to kind of what, what Dallas was last week if I had to guess, you know, it was kind of funny sort of seeing that, but um, you know, cause I mean, it was, I, I don't know what the capacity was, but if I had to guess last week at, out down there in Arlington, it was probably 20% maybe, but, but I don't know what it was. Um, but I mean, it's, you know, nonetheless, it's, it's encouraging to see if, if you feel like you're, you feel a sense of norm, you feel a sense of right. normalcy <laughs> yeah. coming around, which is encouraging because I mean, you know, we're, uh, I was thinking about it today that we've kind of been living in, you know, I know COVID's technically been around since, you know, December, but, you know, really here in the U S it's really kind of been, you know, since the middle of March. I mean, but it's crazy. I mean, we've been, we've been going through this deal now for over six months and it's just kind of, in some ways it feels like it's been that long, but in others, it's like, man, I can't believe that we've been, you know, living like this, but, um, but anyway.
0: Yeah. No, yeah, no, no problem. And um, Matt Ryan is not a problem. And I'm sorry. I just like 50 gears on you, but like, if Julio Jones mm-hmm. catches that mm-hmm. pass, you know the one from Russell Gage, if he if, – if, if the roles were reversed – I was talking to Todd the other day too. If the roles are reversed and, and, and Matt Ryan were to drop that pass from Julio or whatever, you know, the roles reversed, he would be getting killed in the media. Matt Ryan is like the scapegoat of this team. And I just don't understand – that that mentality at all and what's and I well the real question is there is a question in here what's going on with Julio and um what are your thoughts on you know like can can Matt Ryan drag this team to you know like we were saying yeah I mean as far as Julio
1: goes I mean obviously he's it seems like every year at least for like the last you know four or five years that he just always looks a little, you know, a little banged up uh, at Gimpy. Yes. And it, it, it Gimpy. you always just kind of, <laughs> it's like every time he gets, I kind of, because
0: I, yeah, and I don't
1: know, just being, you know, legitimately, you know, banged up, which, and I'd like to, you know, just based on his personality, I think he's probably just, you know, he's getting, he's getting up there in years and he's just, uh, he's getting beat up. He's very, and so, um, I mean, I, I mean, clearly his his hamstring is, is, is bothering him, which is one of those things. It's just historically, I don't care what sport it is, it's such a nagging type thing, and it just doesn't seem to ever go away. Um, and so, I mean, I expect him to play this week just because, um, I mean, it seems like every week he's, you know, at least half the season he's on the injured list, you know, questionable, but he always seems to play. So I expect him to play, and, and I don't know what was, you know, up with him dropping that that pass from Gage. I mean, it was about. I mean, you couldn't have thrown a, a better ball. But I mean, at the end, he. It, 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 I don't know if he like pulled his hamstring like mid, you know, mid route, and if that had if that had anything to do with it. Um right. So I don't. I don't know. Uh, but I'm. I, I, he's got to get going. I mean, clearly you can see. Obviously, Calvin Ridley has played spectacular. But at the same time, it's a little, it's a little unnerving because it, it obviously shows how Julio at least on the stat sheet, a stat sheet has been a, has not been a factor. However, at the same time, playing devil's advocate, and it's, you know, we've, we've had this conversation before, you know, Julio an effect in many ways on the field, where it's just being a decoy. And so I'm I'm sure a lot of it's that, Mm -hmm. Um, going back to what you're, you know, switching gears a little bit in in regards to, you know, Matt Ryan. Yeah. I mean, I I feel like, um, you know, yes, if the roles were reversed, Oh my gosh. Yes, he would be. He would be getting killed right now. I'll, I'll be honest with you. Just at least on the the Twitter wire, um, I'm, I'm hearing a lot of crickets right now. At least from the Matt Ryan haters. I mean, which is I, I honestly kind of interesting. But it, I think yeah. that. But I think a lot of it just go, because it's it's going back to the defense has caught so much heat, and so and then obviously with the onside kick debacle, that's probably been part of it. But um, yeah, I mean, if roles were reversed, I mean, oh my gosh, we, we wouldn't hear the end of that.
0: So. So why so why do you think Matt Ryan gets so much so um, much
1: heat? You know, I, I honestly I don't know. Um you know, I, I really I, I really can't answer that question in, in great detail without just you know I'm just kind of going around in circles probably, but um he 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 I mean he he's he's clearly right. yeah, that's uh,
0: never
1: he's clearly a leader. Um his he his stats. I mean, he's he's clearly got the you know the best stats in Falcons history. Um, I think you know he has got for just like his age. I mean, he's he's up there with with the lights of you know Marino and and Manning and Brady in, in some regards. And so uh, I don't I don't really know what it is. And I don't I, I think a lot of it is probably just
0: the you know it's the tr- I think it's a lot of play style, I think play style, and uh, I think he's in the same, like, I don't know, tier as, as um, Phillip Rivers and kind of that, you know, second mm-hmm. tier, almost elite quarterback, but he puts up, like, numbers in the regular season, like you wouldn't even believe, very consistent, very professional, we will give you a couple interceptions, but we will also... Be good for three hundred yards and two touchdowns every, you know, three hundred yards and a touchdown every every game. So I don't know what you know. At this point, we know who Matt Ryan is and what he ain't, and so he's uh, he's definitely no. I agree. I mean, he again this time around.
1: He's one of those guys, though. I mean, obviously, he does not have any Super Bowls to his name, but to me, he's he. I feel like a lot of people treat him. Almost like a um, almost like a game manager, and he's far from that. I mean, he can clearly lead a team down the field, and 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 really, yeah, um, you know, like him. I said, yeah. uh, lead lead a team. So I don't really know what it is, and then maybe it's you know you were onto something there in regard to his play style. Um, you know, you kind of know what you're getting. Um, uh, right, and I think that yeah, that, that, that may be see, that, that's erotic. probably it's not,
0: you know
1: never, what it is. But I, I don't really know what I don't really know what people, the, the, I guess the haters, um, I mean, really expect. I mean, I mean, if you, even from the the down years, the last three years, he still put up really good numbers. I think I, I know a couple of years ago the interceptions were up there, but um, he he got back on track last year. But to me, it's it's never. It's never been – Matt Ryan, to me, has never been the issue. Um, there have been far far more glaring issues in the past.
0: Right. Yeah. I think it's unfortunate that – and we'll get off the Matt Ryan train right here in a second. But I think it's unfortunate that, um, like, through his career, he's had so many offensive coordinators and he's had so much, like, turnover at coach to, like, not – like, obviously the Steelers – I think we talked about this before, but, like, the Steelers have had, like, Three coaches in their history, and not everybody's our Steelers, but like having Tom Brady his entire career have one coach, and uh, even even Peyton Manning, or uh, what's his name, Eli Manning, like a lot of these, a lot of these like elite quarterbacks have a stability and like a, a rapport with their head coach and their offensive coordinator, and that you know, that's that Matt Ryan has got a new one every two years, so I mean, he's had. Dan Quinn for the last six years. But still, like, you know, out of his, like, 12 years in the league, he's had three or four yeah. offensive coordinators and three or well, four.
1: And, I, and, and so, just
0: – I think that's unfortunate.
1: We can move on after this. But I think the other thing, too, is just the – um, you know, what, what Matt Ryan hasn't had barring, you know, maybe maybe one or two years, I think. I mean, I know 2012 uh, was probably one of those years. But he's he's never had an elite defense, you know, b- behind him as well. And I think that – I mean, you look back at the – yeah. Again, you look back, especially – I mean, Tom Brady's uh, such an easy one to kind of pick on in this regard just because he's got so many rings. But, um, you know, to me, New England has never had necessarily a, a super-duper flashy offense. But they've always just had such – you have the consistency there with the coach. Uh, but but also their defense has always been so solid. And I just feel like Atlanta has never had that. So, so yeah. um, anyway, I think that to me is mm-hmm. the – you know, I think that's probably the factor there is just he's never had a, you know, a top, you know, what, top 10 defense, you know? Or, I mean, I, I think maybe a couple of years ago in total defense, that, yeah, they were, but, but no.
0: I mean, yeah. Yeah. But not so. consistently. There's never like, you know, like, yeah. Right. Like, you know, you know, the tough customer, you know what you're going to get. All right. So moving on, we're going to look forward to um, Sunday's game against the Bears. And, um, so my question to you is going to be: uh, What's the best case scenario for the Falcons? Uh, what the, uh, what are, What's the best case scenario for the Falcons, and how does it go uh, if it goes? To yeah, play? I mean, I, what, I think that like
1: it'll be just sort of the same old story uh, with the offense putting up points. Um, but I think that they've time of possession needs to be. Uh, I think we need to win time of possession, which I think we. I believe we won that last week against Dallas. So that was a that was another positive thing from last week. But I think we need to do that again and again. I think that's yeah. going to require uh a, again establishing a little more uh in, in the run game. Um and I think that Okay. if if things were to go I, I don't I'm not necessarily saying this for the Falcons to win. But man, I would love to see the the secondary create a turnover in some way, you know, uh you know, but I think that we're going to have to win the, you know, w- winning the turnover uh, battle is going to be key. But it would be nice if it came from uh, if, if some of that came from the secondary, um, ste- you know, stepping up a little bit more. And then the last thing, and it's already something I've already mentioned, just just a consistent game, a four quarter game uh, of, of just, you know, solid play um, that I think that's going to be the, the key to a to a victory on Sunday.
0: Yeah, so that those are excellent, and I I would echo all of those. So I would add my two cents into that too. It's like, what would this game look like? Because this is like a stylistic fight. You know, the you know the fight makes or the style makes the fight. So their styles are completely different. Atlanta Falcons want to outscore people and just they want to boat race people. They want to get to a shooting match. So like they're averaging thirty two points to the game. They're that's the highest in the league. I mean, they're averaging you know, so they're they're top they're in top five in every statistical category for offense. And so um obviously it's the only two games of the season, but like that's how they want to roll. And then the Bears are like middle of the pack ish in offensive production in the passing game and then top I think they're top ten in rushing. So they wanna slow it down. They wanna score seventeen points. And they want to hold you to fourteen points, and so and the Falcons want to just pray we score forty and you not score forty-one, and so um, if if see how I think it's gonna go is they're gonna put it put it on them early. This is if it's like we were talking like this is the ideal solution. This is what you should you know be shooting for to put put the points on early make the play from behind, eliminate their run, and get after Mitch Trubisky, get a couple turnovers, and run the dang ball and to close it out. That's how the game should go. It should get up big early at half, take away their running game, which um, they have a great running game, take away their running game 10 years back, touch up Mitch Trubisky for a couple picks, and salt this game away with Ty Gurley running down the throat. That's how it should run. But <laughs> that's me sitting in my closet uh, recording this podcast every year. Uh, is is a lot harder. It's a lot easier said than done. So, um, but that's how I envision the how it goes. I agree.
1: No, I mean very very doctors. much so. Like last week, so. like it started. Yeah, I think you gotta you start fast. Um, I mean, it was almost like a dream start last week. Um, but the, the thing is about Chicago, they don't they're they're not explosive offensively. Yeah. Uh, to to any degree, even though I know they're two and zero, but they're not they're not they're not explosive like Dallas is, and so no, I, mean, no. I feel like if the, I mean you know Atlanta could do anything at this point. I, I'm not surprised anymore from anything, but if but if they were to get if they were to get up
0: no, again, no, no. They,
1: like they did no against Dallas against Chicago, I would feel really comfortable. So no, I agree. I agree with that.
0: Yeah. I mean, but like going back, he was like, Oh, they don't have any you know, exposed players but dude, you remember I remember I'll <laughs> never forget forty year old Matt Hasselbeck came in here and forced it. I'll never just I was just like like dumbfounded. Like Jacoby Brissett, Matt Hasselbeck, they all look like freaking Johnny United's reincarnate out back there. And it was it's so they could, they have the ability to paint Mr. Trubisky in gold and make him look like Hercules back there. So we just need the the pass rush to be healthy and to put their hands on him at least every play, help Mr. Biscay see ghosts back there, maybe throw to another jersey and walk away with the victory. So So this week starts this week That's starts right. the turnaround, right? We got fourteen more games. It's not we could you know, we can salvage the season. I don't know if we want to salvage the season. I'm not one for tanking I like seeing good brand of football, and you pick how you pick. You better not miss them because people get very upset about draft positions like Todd Brooks does. Um, He gets pretty upset when they start winning games needlessly down the road, and I definitely see that. But if you're not picking the right picks anyway, then I don't think it really much matters if you're picking four. I agree
1: 100%. Because to me, if you're tanking, it's like – and there's that, that, nothing to look forward to as a fan. I mean, and, and to me it's like – because, again, even if you're tanking to get this, yeah. you know, star-studded player, if you're tanking to get Trevor Lawrence, you still – you know, Trevor Lawrence has not played a snap in the NFL. You still don't know it's a gamble because you don't know what you're getting from this guy. But, you know, and, and – Right. Just because, I mean, what, what would I be looking forward to, uh, you know, week in and week out, um, you know football so um i agree now that you know this is uh sunday is the is the start to uh you know going 14 (laughs) positivity
0: yeah yeah, that's right zach that is right so positivity on this podcast there's there is reason to be optimistic it's not bad to be optimistic we can we can do this we can we end this quarter on a positive note, we could go into this game and boat race these guys and come away with the victory, and everything would be good Monday. So, everybody, look forward to uh, the Falcons at 1 o'clock um, uh, at home. against the Bears. Everybody tune in. Um, Zach, you have anything else for the people? Right. To, uh, anything to say good to the you people? Having
1: me and, um, yeah, I really, really enjoyed it. And hopefully, uh, if I get the opportunity again, um, you know, down, down the line here. Uh, I really appreciate it. Cause it's, uh, yeah, it's a lot of fun. So just, uh, you know, yeah, go
0: Falcons rise up. And, uh, yeah, oh,
1: absolutely. We'll, we'll do it again
0: soon. Thank you for joining us for another episode of rise up radar. If you like what you heard, go ahead and subscribe to us on Apple podcasts or anywhere you can get your podcasts, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, rise up radar. And until next time rise up.